And welcome to another exciting adventure in You Are What You Love. And I'm Washali, the spiritual wild child, the beyond karma queen of radio and literature. And as you know, I'm also the author of the book, You Are What You Love. And I am so thrilled to let you know that my latest book, Wisdom Rising, is now officially available. You can go to my website, Purple V. V is in Violet. V is in Wishali. PurpleV.com. And you can learn more about my book, You Are What You Love, the companion playbook to You Are What You Love, and my newly released Wisdom Rising. I like to think of it as my love letter to everyone. You can also go to Amazon.com and learn more about You Are What You Love or Wisdom Rising. They're available on Amazon. Amazon.com as well. And I want you to know that the spiritual wild child, I'm a spiritual teacher. I can read things intuitively. I can read things of an inner world nature. I can tell you more about your life purpose. I can tell you questions about where you're sabotaging your personal happiness, where you most need to grow. Whatever it is that you want to know about your inner life. That's why I'm here. And you are welcome to call me here in the studio at 877-520-1150. Again, the hotline to the wild woman here live is 877-520-1150. I also want to remind you all, it is the third Saturday of the month, and that means only one thing. That's right. Psychic medium Linda Drake will be joining me on the half hour. So if you have a question for either myself or the ever-lovely, ever-talented, ever-skilled Linda Drake, you are welcome to call in at 877-520-1150. I also want to ask you, uh, I also want to remind you that uh, my website, purplev.com, we have got some exciting new additions to the website. I want to encourage you to come to purplev.com and click on links. You'll find Washali's favorite links. And there you can click on to YouTube where we have a number of interesting, fascinating videos. Not only my own video, which has got a lot of wild woman in action, wearing different wild woman wear because that's what you would expect from the wild woman. But there's also the Longinus Video. This is a flash animation video. It's only a minute and a half. It's not something that's going to take much of your time. It's for Stephen Maine's book, Longinus. His second book, Mirrodin, has just been released. But we have the flash animation video for Longinus, book one of the Merlin Factor, by going to Washali's favorite links on purplev.com. And it is absolutely breathtaking. If you're one of these kind of people that surrounding yourself with beauty or exposing yourself to fine works of art and things that move you visually are important, you're going to want to come to purplev.com. It also happens to be the most beautiful purple website in all of Internet land. But you can click on Washali's favorite links, and it'll take you there to the YouTube forward slash Purple Haze Press that has my videos and the Longinus Flash animation video, which you are not going to want to miss. 
also, I wanted to let you know that um, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. So if you're listening to this on the Internet, I'm going to be in Philadelphia in October. I'm going to be there the 24th, 25th, and 26th at the Philadelphia Mind, Body, Spirit Expo. And on Sunday, the 26th, I'm going to be teaching a workshop on the fine art of not taking life personally. And if this is something that appeals to you, I want to encourage you to email me. V, V is in Violet, V is in Washali, V at purplev.com. And I'll let you know how you can pre-register for my How to Not Take Life Personally workshop in Philadelphia on the 26th of October. And for those of you who are listening to this in Southern California, not to be left out, I am coming your way. Uh, I will be in the Southern California area uh, in November. I will be at the Bodhi Tree Bookstore at 8585 Melrose, Melrose Avenue in West Hollywood on Sunday, November 16th. And I will be there at 3 o'clock. I will be doing a Wisdom Rising book signing for my new book. I'll be doing a talk. And I'll just be carrying on in my usual outrageous wild woman ways. So I want to be sure to invite you to please come and visit me when I come to Southern California at the Bodhi Tree, November 16th in West Hollywood. And again... I want to remind you that if you have a question that you want to ask myself or psychic medium Linda Drake, you're welcome to call in at 877-520-1150. And we talked last week a bit about the hurricane, and we talked a bit about the train wreck in Ventura County. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that are always looking for useful and constructive ways to resolve worry and anxiety and fear in their life. Let's face it, nobody came to the planet to rack up more hours of getting brutalized by fear and worry and anxiety. It's not why we come to the planet. We come to the planet to grow beyond those things. And so I wanted to talk a bit about What is the best way for you to relate to life and the movement of life that positions you in a way that allows you to grow beyond fear and anxiety and worry, since there seems to be plenty of that to go around these days. And the first things that I want to say are being relaxed and being in the present moment doesn't cost you anything, doesn't require a certain 401k, doesn't require certain economic status, doesn't matter whether you went to college and have a degree or not, being relaxed and being in the present moment is a choice. And when we're relaxed and we're in the present moment, we are actually positioning ourselves in a way that makes it very difficult for fear and anxiety and worry to touch us because fear and anxiety and worry are contractive states so we can't be contracted and relaxed at the same time one quality of intelligence would win out over another we can't be in the present moment and projecting off into the future about some 
potential situation or some potential anxiety that we've been dry running over in our mind over and over and over again. When you choose to relax and be in the present moment, you are actually creating an inner momentum that reverses worry and anxiety and fear. And there's lots of different ways that we can create relaxing and being in the present moment. Personally, I'm, I'm a big animal lover. And I find that when I'm playing with my cats or I'm playing with other animals, that that relaxes me. And it brings me in the present moment. Because the animals are in the present moment. They're not projecting off into the future and imagining some potential problem that they might have with their filing their, their IRS form. And they're not reliving some moment in the past where they became disappointed or some expectation was not met. They're just in this present moment with us. There's a number of other ways that we can relax and we can be in the present moment. I find that consciousness is a lot like a rubber band. And if you go to the beach or you go to the mountains, you find that your consciousness expands and it becomes more inclusive. And you find that all the little petty things that usually grind away at you kind of move away from you. And then when you move back in into the four walls of your own life, you find all those all those anxieties resurfacing and crowding back in on you. So a very useful way for you to relax is to take your attention and put it in a different direction if you find that the world is crowding in on you. Whether you go down to the beach and you just appreciate the sunset. Or maybe you work creatively. Maybe you like to paint. Or maybe you like to garden. Or maybe you like to write. Anytime that you're taking your energy and you're channeling it, investing it, focusing it on a creative event, you're allowing yourself the opportunity to relax and be in the present moment. Because anyone who gardens or anyone who paints or anyone who sews or anybody who writes or anybody who does anything creative knows that that creative moment doesn't exist in the future and it doesn't happen in the past. You are tilling that earth, planting that seed, putting that paint to the canvas, pulling out the right color thread. You are doing all of that in the present moment. So some easy things that don't cost you any money, that don't require a specific education level, that's available to everybody, it's a choice to everybody, is to choose to be relaxed and to be in the present moment. Because the truth of the matter is that the future has not happened and the past is gone. All we have is the present moment. And anyone who has spent any significant time on the planet knows that anything can change in the blink of an eye. So being in the present moment allows you the opportunity to evaluate what it is that you want, pull your creative energy, and allows you to disenfranchise yourself from all the would-haves, could-haves, might-haves, should-haves that have no value in your life, to separate them from what you give your attention to and separate them from your experiencing the quality of this moment. 
And again, I want to remind you all that the show is You Are What You Love. I'm Washali, the wild child, your spiritual hostess with the wild woman mostess. And if you have a question you would like to ask, perhaps you have a question about your spiritual life. Maybe you have a spiritual philosophic question in general that you would like to talk about. You are more than welcome to do that. And the hotline to talk here to the wild woman is 877-520-1150. Again, the hotline to the wild woman here is 877-520-1150. And I am so thrilled to share with you my new book, Wisdom Rising. And I want to thank all the people who have emailed in already to say that they have purchased a copy and that they have been enjoying it wildly and that they have been engaging in sharing it with other people. Because one of the things that I find that is the purpose of life is that the purpose of life is to share more love, is to share more joy, is to share more creativity. And I wasn't sure how much time we would have on the show today, but I thought I would go ahead and tease you with some of this book. And I have a, all the chapters in this book are anywhere from mm, three to eight pages. They're short and concise. I wrote this book for the audience that said, I want a book that's easy and simple to read that I could pick up at any place, anywhere and enjoy. So one of the things that we've talked a lot about is how you can tell how spiritually healthy you are, and that is by how creative you are. Creativity is absolutely essential. And we were talking about if you want to find a way to increase your immunity to fear, to anxiety, and to worry, it would be to refocus your attention on things that cultivate creativity in your life. So I want to share with you a chapter from the book I call Creativity, the Favorite Drug of Choice. This is from my new book, Wisdom Rising. Throughout time, all human beings have one thing in common. We love being creative. We live for it. When your day or week was a struggle to get through, how many times did the mere expectation of a creative venture get you through the grind? Maybe you were looking forward to playing music with your friends or going to a dance class. Perhaps your drug of choice is a round of golf or working your classic cherry car to or, or to working on your classic car to cherry that baby out. There's nothing more life affirming than creativity itself. An added bonus is that creativity comes naturally to every person. We are all born knowing how to play. Creating toy horses from brooms or mops is a ubiquitous childhood experience. So why the collective addiction to creativity? The answer is very simple. Creating is what God creatures do. After all, God's nickname is the Creator. Prime Source kicked it all off by creating the heavens and the earth. And Prime Source created this earthly, heavenly something out of a pure void from absolute nothingness. It's in our spiritual DNA to create. We all strongly desire that zero to 60 creative rush. Without creativity, we would not be able to reach enlightenment, which is creating self-realization from ignorance. Once again, we mimic the big G in manifesting something from nothing. Creativity is how we end our suffering. We all have the God-given creative intelligence 
to create a new response to any and all limitations. Don't get me wrong. Some of us have made an art form out of recreating our stories and limiting issues ad nauseum. However, as God creatures, having a human experience, the potential to create an ending to the source of all unhappiness is our birthright. There are two elements to creativity that take us from amateur creators on a hobby level to master creators of our own self-actualized destiny. Those key elements are imagination and practice. Ask any inventor what the first step to create in creating a, a project is, and he will tell you that first he had to imagine the outcome he wanted before directing the flow of creative juices. Creating enlightenment is no different. You have to be able to imagine that you are capable of liberating your mind, or you will not realize that you can. You have to be able to imagine that you are one with divine love and wisdom before you can create alignment with your divinity, before you can create an alignment with your divine value, power, and worth, that no one and no thing on this planet has the power to change or diminish. You have to be able to imagine that all life is interconnected and equally God and holy before you can create the perception of universal oneness. You have to be able to imagine your true nature as divine and unlimited before you can create the embodiment of that reality. Creativity has no substance or direction without imagination. And that is just a little teaser because... I'm that way. I want to remind you all that you're listening to Wishali, the wild child of the airwaves. And the show is You Are What You Love. And my website is Purple V. V is in Violet. V is in Wishali, where you can learn more about my book, You Are What You Love, and my newly released book, Wisdom Rising. I see that we have a caller on line two from Massachusetts. So why don't we bring our caller in? Are you there, sweetheart? Yes, this is Paulette. Hi, Paulette. How are you, sweetheart? I'm fine, thanks. Why don't you share with us what's on your heart, sweetie? Oh, I was just wondering about uh, my relationship now. I've, I've been in a, a marriage for 30 years, and I'm feeling like it's a little stagnant right now, and I don't... Uh, we, I don't really feel connected to him. Um, I was wondering where it's going to be going. And... Um, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I'm separated right now from uh, him. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still married to him. But um, so you're wondering about the the emotional quality of the relationship? Yeah, and if it's worthwhile to stick it out, uh, work on it, or would it be better for me to leave, or? That kind of thing. Okay, sweetheart. Um, the first thing that I want to say is that um, you and your husband have shared many past lives. Mm -hmm. you're, you're good friends on a on a spiritual being level. Mm -hmm. You um, this is not your first time around the block with each other in a body on the planet, and I trust it won't be your last. Um, and we can create learning and growing experiences and relationships with everybody because basically every person on the planet is God consciousness having a human experience mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which means that all of our relationships, how we treat these other relationships are how we treat our relationship with God. If you want to know what your relationship with God looks like, look at how you treat other people and what the quality of your relationships are because that's what the relationship is that you have with divine love and wisdom is the relationship you have with other people because this is divine love and wisdom showing up and what i'm getting sweetheart is that there's ways in which and this is very very common especially after a decade of being in relationship with somebody that the attention goes to what's happening in your immediate life, uh, what you need to do to get through the day, what bills you have to pay, what are you going to wear, what errands you have to run. And here's the spiritual law that's absolutely pervasive in in every circumstance. And here's the spiritual law that's relevant that I want to tie the underpinnings of your relationship to. You are what you love. Mm And you love whatever you give your attention to. Hmm. You are what you love, which is great. So what does that mean? You love whatever you give your attention to. So what I'd like you to do is this, Paulette. I want you to look at your life, and I want you to kind of make a mental note. Or you can actually write it out, however industrious you may be. And over the course of the day, I want you to look at how much of your day does your relationship with your husband actually get your attention Mm, okay because how much of the time you're giving your relationship with your husband your attention equalizes to this how much love is the relationship getting and relationships are like any other living thing let's take the plants in your backyard if you didn't love on them and you didn't water them didn't make sure that they get appropriate amount of daylight they'd wither away and die Mm -hmm. anything that's living on this planet requires a nurturing intelligence as a response to maintain that life force. Yeah. So what I'm getting is that this really isn't a matter of is, is your husband the right one for you or is it time for you to move on? What this is really about is that you've manifested a relationship with somebody that you spiritually are in good standing with that can watch your back, will watch your back, you'll watch their back. You you don't have a lot of adversarial stuff you need to work out. What this is really about is coming together and saying, in this life, I'll work with you to develop the spiritual discipline to not let the outer world divide your focus and erode the relationships that are most critical in your life, that are okay. the most have the most intimate value. Well, I feel like he hasn't. He's not doing that. And you know what? You may be absolutely, totally dead on in that, but what I want to say about that is, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. The first is, the only person's attention that you have sovereignty over the only person who who you have any power over who they give their what they give their attention to is yourself. You, you you have total control. That's you have free will. You decide what you give your attention to. You're accountable for how much of your attention you're bringing to the table, not him. Mm-hmm. The other is, do you talk to him about? Can we negotiate for how much attention we're bringing to this? Mm-hmm. Can we negotiate for creating a different response? Can we negotiate for maybe bringing some more creative? spontaneous play and interaction into this relationship or you just not opening up that that avenue of dialogue and kind of on the side expecting it to just appear like spontaneous combustion no 
no, I'm really trying to work on that, and I feel like he's not responding, and uh, he's, his career is more important than than anything else right now. Okay, this is good. Hold on. You are so fortunate, my darling. Obviously, your angels are working overtime with you, darling, because oh. Linda Drake is joining me. Let's bring Linda on. Linda Drake is an incredible psychic medium. You can learn more about her by going to her website, lindadrakebooks.com. But she's here with us. And one of the things that Linda is very good at is helping people with relationships. Oh. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Jerry and Esther Hicks, the people that wrote the power, the law of attraction, Paulette. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Great. You know that they work with the Abraham Group. Yes. So I does Linda. Linda, are you there, sweetheart? I'm here. Linda, I'd like you to meet Paulette from Massachusetts. Paulette from Massachusetts. I'd like you to meet Linda Drake from Austin, Texas. Hi. How are you? So, Paulette, it is such a pleasure to be on with you today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And Linda, were you were you listening to where our conversation is going? Yes, I caught I caught the last part of it. Okay, because uh, my first my first response that I want to share with Paulette is, and this is very common. This is no judgment. This is just I find your husband guilty of being human. This is really really common. People uh-huh. have a very misguided sense of what our value and our power and our worth is. And my sense is that your husband is fixated on his work and his career because that's where he's under the impression his value and his power and his worth is going to be cultivated. And he's he's an incredibly good friend spiritually. Mm-hmm. Your challenge, your task is to communicate to him, to get into his face, to get eye contact with him. And I find it's really important when you're dealing with partners, get their eye contact. Ask them to hold your hand. That brings them into the present moment. And especially if you keep saying, no, 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 don't read your email. Look at me here, honey. Look at me here, honey. Get them to make eye contact with you. Get him to understand that the quality of his intimate relationships is really what his value and his power is all about. And he has nothing to take to his his creative voice, his creative career expression, if he has no intimate core relationship to build on. Okay. <clears throat> Is this making sense? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Linda, would you like to add something to this? Yes. Abraham was uh, consulting with her guides um, as to, you know, what's really going on in the relationship. And they're telling her, you know, don't kick him to the curb yet. They're telling her that um, it's impo- that this relationship is very, very significant for her. All of her issues are being played out in this relationship. You know, her issue of trust, trusting that people are going to be there for you when you need them. He's not been there for you. No. He's been there for you to provide for you in many ways, but not for your emotional state. The right. relationship you're in with this man, he's a very logical personality type. Yeah. And so two of you are speaking two completely different languages. Yeah. And so they're wanting you to understand that it's, it's up to you to teach him how to meet your needs, as Wishali was talking about. That's so right on, of teaching him how to love you. It's a lot of work, but you know what? It's a whole lot easier than starting over with a new relationship. So you lost a lot of time into this one. There is the foundation of love in this one. And so they're asking you to do the work and create the relationship that you desire. Because you you are 
it's right that you are feeling emotionally abandoned because you, he's not there for you emotionally. No, he's he's focused on providing on his job because that's where he gets the most amount of um, acknowledgement is on right. his job. Now, that's, that's where that's where he feels that's where he feels his value and his power and his worth is going to be cultivated. Yes. Now, when was the last time? <clears throat> that you actually acknowledged him for what he's doing. Most oh. of the time, what we do is complain that we're not getting what we need. Right. Oh, I, I acknowledge him once in a while, but probably not enough. Not near enough. So right. There's, no, there's no judgment. There's no judgment, Paula. It's, it's just a matter of practice. So mm -hmm. you got a lot more opportunity to practice. I'm sorry, Linda. Go, keep going. That she has to understand what responsibility she plays. She's been working very, very hard on this relationship, trying to make it work. But she's yeah. trying to make it work from the emotional perspective, not from the logical perspective. Hmm, okay. So you're having to learn a different language. You're having to learn how to make demands, how to make them in a logical way so that he can see what his purpose is, so that you can formulate a plan for him on how to love you, how to meet your needs, because he doesn't understand. He thinks the harder he works, the more he's demonstrating love. Right, right. And to you, the more he works, the more abandoned you feel. Exactly. So you're going to have all they're saying. This can be a really great relationship, but you have to teach him how to, how to be in it. Okay. How to meet his needs. Now, as I said, it's going to be a lot of work for you, but it's going to be worth it to create the relationship that meets both of your needs with you acknowledging him and the hard work that he does and then you giving him instruction, not demands, but instruction on how to meet your needs. Okay. And there have to be very little steps. They have to be very, very little steps. And and because you are going to focus on loving yourself and meeting some of the emptiness that you have. You're feeling all empty inside. Mm -hmm. Emotionally drained here. Yeah. And it's because you're not, they're, they're wanting you to learn how to meet your own needs so that you can teach him how to meet these needs. Okay. They're giving you that responsibility. My guys are? Yes, because they're saying, we don't want you to focus on all of the things that are lacking in the relationship. Right. They're wanting you to focus on the potential of the relationship. Remember, you are what you love. You are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. Do you want a love where this relationship is not meeting your needs? Or do you want a love where you've agreed to come to this planet with somebody that has your best interests at heart to work beyond these hurdles and get to the place where he's, fo he's forcing you into a corner where you've got to start speaking your emotional truth? Mm -hmm. And you've got to do it with conviction, and you've got to do it with consistency, and you've got to do it from your heart. Because as Linda pointed out, you're got, you're, your husband is very cerebral. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to get his attention is to put something real in front of him that he can't intellectually process. So he's, it, it's kind of like uh, stopping the wheels from turning for a moment. Yeah. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, but it's it's hard to do that with him because if you if it's your story that it's hard to do, Paulette, if it's your story, it's hard to do. Then you're right, it is. 
Well, if it's your if it's your story, we have tried to go with. We've gone through counseling, and he doesn't understand how to work through. Uh, problems and how to communicate. Linda, will you share with Paulette about your book and how your book could be really helpful to her at this time? Yes. Um, the, the book that I have that Abraham has just finished and it's only available now through my website mm-hmm. is um, The Secret Pathway to Healing. It addresses the issues that we come into this lifetime to work on and we work on those issues in our relationships. So uh-huh. I want you to look at the issues that you're working on in this very relationship. Now you're not the only one out there that's having relationship problems. So I'm talking to a lot of pe- a lot of the listeners right now mm-hmm. that You play out your issues in your relationships. I want you to look at how you are playing out the issue of trust, abandonment, Mm -hmm. control. Is this something that I have been playing out from childhood or what? You've been playing this out from childhood. And that's what we address, that's what Abraham addresses in this book, how we take our issues from our childhood, we carry them forward into our intimate relationships, into our marriages, into our relationships with our our family, our children, as adults. So this is what you're still doing. You're still playing out, did you marry your mother or your father? Uh, I think my father. (laughs) Okay. So look at how, what relationship you had with your father, what issues you played out with him. Trust, abandonment, abuse, judgment, control, responsibility, love, all of those were played out with your father. Now you're playing them out with your husband. You're not getting the kind of love that you want and need, so you're feeling very, very abandoned, and you're feeling abused, emotionally abused, because it's not coming to you. Mm-hmm. And you think he's withholding it from you, intentionally withholding it. He's not. He doesn't know how to give it, not in the emotional way that you're needing it. And you're in emotional starvation right now. So in that state of emotional starvation, you know, it, you feel very powerless. And you're not powerless. It is. It goes right back to what Charlie was talking about. What mm-hmm. are you giving your attention to? Are you giving it to the failure of the relationship? And all of the times that it didn't work, or you've given it to the fact that you're still in love with this man, he's still in love with you, you have a relationship to play out, and you, so there's still an opportunity here. Yeah, there is. We still love each other. I know that. And um, he wants to please you, and he mm-hmm. thinks by working very hard that that's, that's demonstrating love, because that's logical love. Right, like, that's how he is. Yeah, it meets the base. It meets it meets the basic needs of the relationship, and he's working really hard to do this. But you have to talk to him, you know, and teach him about your emotions, and not just blame him for his failures, Mm-mm. but give him give him a list, a a whole process of what he can do to meet your needs. Okay. Because logical people are all about a plan. Right, he wants me to write a uh, a business plan. <laughs> write it up, write it up, and stick okay. it on the computer. But so he sees it every day, so he knows exactly what he needs to do to meet your definition of love. Now, uh-huh. it's not going to be this miracle happen. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It takes time, but you're continually setting the intent with positive energy here, positive focus, knowing that it's going to come about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're okay. going to give your attention to making this relationship work. Okay. And when you're setting that intent, it will come. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. It's just that we're having a bad time right now. Uh, we've gone through a lot of changes, um, so it's just very stressful right now. Change is good. Change is good. That means that the old way that you were doing things that weren't working for you has been robbed of your present moment experience. You've been robbed of it. You're you're being forced to create new responses. And uh-huh. the good news is, sweetheart, that you really decided to take on this lesson with somebody that really does care about you. And I know that you care about them. And what I'm I'm seeing in this relationship is that there's more personal growth for you and focusing on how you can reach this other person that you really, really love and get their attention and from your heart request that they come and reach you, that that's really the value of this relationship, that that's really what this mm-hmm. particular growth junction is all about. Okay. We have to acknowledge him. You have yeah. to acknowledge him and what he does. And I, you know, I don't care if he takes the trash out once a week or, you know, once a month. Make a big deal of it. Okay. That is his demonstration for love of you. Right. And you and if you start acknowledging him, he'll want to do it more often. Yeah, he does. He's very, he's very uh, attentive at, at times. You know, but um, he's trying. Uh, Yeah, he's trying. He really is trying, but you're losing your patience with him because this is a very difficult time with a lot of lack of communication. Yeah, he's focused on Yeah, it's your job to to create the communication. Yep. Right. teach him how to talk emotion. Yep. Okay, yeah. Little bitty steps. Hey, girlfriend, the good news is that your job isn't to teach him to pick up his socks and underwear. That's the good news. Yeah. Well, I don't teach him that. Well, for women everywhere around the world, they're saying hallelujah. But but really, this is something that you guys contracted to be in relationship with each other because he knew that he could count on you. Mm -hmm. And you knew that you could count on him. Right. And if, if you guys were on the Titanic together and he insisted on playing another gambling round, you know, playing another hand of cards, you would uh-huh. make it really clear, no, honey, we got to get off the boat now, right? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah, I make it clear. Your relationship has hit an iceberg. You got to make it really clear the way that we have related to each other and talked to each other right now is not working. You got to put down your your poker hand. You got to stop playing this game. We got to get off this boat. We got to get to a place where we can really thrive and we can grow and we can move to where this relationship has a chance of being really alive. It's just important that you don't take on his. Um, Inability to demonstrate emotional love to you. Right. It's important that you don't take that on and right. you're not worthy of love. Right. That's just his cerebral frontal lobe talking. Exactly. He's just doing the best he can in the way he knows. And so he is trying. There is effort there, but you have to teach him how. And, and Paulette, sweetheart, know that Linda Drake comes on the show the third Saturday of every month, so you are always welcome to call in and touch bases with us and say, look, this is where I am with beating my husband's head against the wall <laughs> and and sharing with us where you're at because we're here as a free resource. We're here because we love you. We're here because we're 
offering an opportunity for you to share where you most need to grow and have somebody that has no other agenda other than loving you and being there for you, giving you a place to share what your feelings are and a sounding board to reflect on that might bring more value and meaning to your life. And Paulette's feelings are real. They're real. She has, and she has a right to feel this way because her emotional needs are not being met. And Linda, well, Paulette has dropped off, so we wish her well, and we trust that she dropped off because she's busy engaging with her husband. And we, while we still got some time left, I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to You Are What You Love. I'm Wishali, the wild child, author of You Are What You Love and my newly released book, Wisdom Rising, which you can learn more about on Amazon.com. And I have with me psychic medium Linda Drake. She is extraordinary. I want to encourage you to run don't walk to her website, lindadrakebooks.com. And Linda, we've got a caller that's tailor-made for you. Her name is Maria. And we're going to bring Maria on. Maria, why don't you share with Linda? We have about mm, a little less than nine minutes or so. Why don't you uh, share with uh, Linda what your issue is, sweetheart? Mm -hmm. I uh, would like to know if there's a uh, soulmate coming into my life, uh, how long... Uh, will I be alone? Uh, my husband passed away uh, last year, and uh, when he passed, I had a sense that that I would have uh, someone more uh, spiritual coming into my life. I had that sense. So, uh, do you feel anything? Uh, yes, Abraham's already tapped into your guides. They were tapping in before I even got on the phone with you. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're saying yes, yes, you do have a soulmate coming, um, but you're still going through the grieving process with the loss of your husband. Mm -hmm. That your guides are saying, you know, you fulfilled that purpose with him. And even he says, your husband, even your husband is chiming in here, saying that you fulfilled your purpose with him. He thanks you for that. And because you had a commitment of com that you needed to complete something in this lifetime, and you did this. So now it is open for you to move forward. They do ask that, that you take all that you experienced in your relationship with your husband and carry that forward uh, in a positive way, what you learned, the lessons that you learned, and so that you don't have to repeat them. But take those lessons and carry them forward into your next relationship. But a lot of it is up to you on how fast you go through the grieving process and when you're ready. You know, we can't rush it because, you know, when we have clo we have to have closure of a relationship, whether we just break up a relationship or whether we lose them to death. You know, we have to go through the grieving process and have closure or else we're very vulnerable and don't make the right choices in our next one. But they're saying you do have a soulmate out there, and you're right, because you have worked very hard um, in developing yourself spiritually and you've even got more growth to come. Um, they are. They feel that it is in your highest good to bring you a more spiritual being, mm -hmm. a spiritual being that will that will enhance your the path as the healer that you have chosen for this lifetime, um, instead of holding you back. Mm -hmm. So, but they want you to be in a very positive place to be able to um, develop a relationship that meets both of your needs. Mm -hmm. 
You know, sweetheart, Maria, one of the things I find really useful is if you want to have a loving relationship and you want to invite that into your life, you know, Gandhi said it the best, be the change you want to see. Uh Start out by creating loving relationships around you and seeing yourself as a focal point of loving relationships and kind of like a rock that you drop into a pond where it ripples out. There's no way that you cannot attract a loving relationship to yourself. There's no way that you cannot be ready to receive a loving relationship because you're already in that position. It's kind of like a, and uh, forgive me, I, I don't know anything about sports and I rarely make sports analogies, so forgive me for uh, being about to make one. But um, you know in baseball, when the pitcher has the ball, he doesn't throw the ball until the catcher squats down in that position, right? Uh-huh. The pitcher is never going to pitch the ball if the catcher is walking around and maybe scratching his butt or talking to the empire or spitting into the dirt, you know, things that, you know, baseball players do. Uh-huh. When you start getting clear that you're ready to be a focal point of manifesting and sharing and inviting loving relationships into your life, you are like the catcher that squats down and you get in the position. That's the only ball that you're ready to receive because you're in that position. So what this is really about, because you don't have any control over that other person out there, whether they're ready, what they're giving their attention to, all you have control over is the life that you're living and how you treat other people. And if you start saying, you know what, I'm greasing the wheels now, I'm lubricating the machine now, I am so in the loving relationship groove, there's no way that this can miss me, cannot find me, and there's no way I cannot be ready for it and not see it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I have yourself, loving yourself, being the very best person that you want to be. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect before you attract a relationship to you. It's just being the very best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. And focus on loving yourself. They're, your guides are saying you have given so much over your lifetime. You've given so much of yourself to others. Uh-huh. And they want you to focus on you right now, loving yourself, so that what you project is so positive that, you know, this soulmate will find his way directly to you. And you have everything to offer him. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And you know what you can do, sweetheart? You can actually talk to your your significant other who's crossed over because okay. your 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 husband crossed over, correct? Mhm. And you can talk to him and say, "You know what, sweetheart? Look out for me." Yeah. Help help me, support me, mm-hmm. send the right person, create the right circumstances, be here with me. And you know what? They will because they understand that as long as you're drawing breath and you're on the planet and you're in a body, you're here to practice loving as many people as you can, as deeply and authentically as is within your capability, and they'll help you. Mm-hmm. They never hold us back and deny us from having another relationship. Some people think, oh, you know, ours was so good, he wouldn't want me to go on and have another one. That's not the way they see it. They know that we ha- we're here to have an experience, and we need somebody to have this experience with. Mm-hmm. And so they help us. They help guide us to a positive relationship, and they help 
attract that relationship to us. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a strange dream last night, and my husband was in it, but I had met someone, and I asked him his birthday, and he wouldn't give it to me. And later on in the dream, I find out he was very, very young because he was one of my son's friends. And it's so odd how that played out all in a dream. It was like a little sitcom. You've know, you got about a minute here, Linda, to respond to this. They're just saying. They're just saying that you that you're in a very very positive. Oh, okay. They're saying you've got you've got very positive gifts here. You've got intuitive gifts. That you're already getting signs of uh -huh. of your spiritual path. So what you were being shown was a spiritual gift of awareness. Yes. Do you see more more dreams coming in my uh, coming to me and and uh, showing me things? Yes, I do, and that's Bashali's specialty. I was going to say, absolutely, honey, absolutely. And what you need to do is when you go to bed, uh -huh. tell yourself, I'm ready to receive my dreams, I'm going to remember my dreams, and hold that thought as you go to bed is, I'm ready to receive, I will remember, and have that be your last guiding thought as you mm -hmm. go off into dream time. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you so much, sweetheart, for, for calling. Thank you. And know that we are always here, you know, every Saturday, same bat time, same bat channel. The lovely Linda joins me the third Saturday of every month. You're always welcome to call back and get the unconditional love inoculation that you can. We're here to be competitive with the pharmaceutical industry and inoculate you with unconditional love. And I want to thank you so much, Linda. My guest has been Linda Drake. I want to invite you to my website, purplev.com. Remember that I am going to be in Philadelphia. Linda is going to join me in Philadelphia at the end of the month, and I'm going to be at uh, Bodhi Tree on November Sunday, November 16th. My new book, Wisdom Rising, you can get it on Amazon.com. Thank you, Linda. Until we do it again next week, rock on, baby. You You Are What You Love with author Waishali. To order Waishali's book, You Are What You Love, or to schedule a private self-emergent session with Waishali, visit youarewhatyoulove.com. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. So love wisely.